drink up. Oh. Here. I mean, what a ridiculous intro for such a show. Welcome, everybody. Uh, Shuli here with you, along with the, the Reverend Bob Levy. And uh, we have a great guest today on Road Stories. But before we begin, I just got to mention, before we were live, before anything was happening, we had a bunch of different people sign up to the membership. Yeah. So Birdwatcher, thank you. Jerry Ruddy, uh, Karen Hickey. 187 and Don Foss. Thank you, everybody, for signing up. Welcome. Yeah, sorry, sorry that you had to hear me drinking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't sound I'm like, I don't want to lose our guest hearing you sit. <laughs> on the uh, our guest, uh, I mean, literally a jack of all trades. It started as a stand up, uh, actually, as a carpet salesman before stand up, and yeah. then stand up, and then uh, TV, film, uh, you name it. Uh, celebrity children i mean the talent oozes out of this guy he's got so much of it uh, i had the privilege of doing a couple road gigs with this guy and i asked if he'd be interested in sharing some of his road stories which he's got plenty of so ladies and gentlemen please welcome to road stories you know him you love him mr agt howie mandel let's yes. go come on so this is live yes this is live right now we are live on youtube on YouTube. Wow. Yeah. Wow. This is big time, baby. Welcome. Welcome. Uh, let me introduce you to the Reverend Bob Levy. I don't no know way, if you have ever met. I don't know if you know of his yeah. legend uh, as a comic and on the road, particularly a closing bit that he used oh. to do. But uh, you guys both in your closing bits brought the house down a different <laughs> way. Where are so. you located? I know, Shuli, you're in Arkansas, right? Yeah, I'm close. In Alabama, yeah. same thing. Alabama, yeah. it was an A. Yeah. And where are you? I'm in Jersey, South Jersey, near Philly. And I'm in LA. Look at this. It's amazing. I mean, this is beautiful. These days. This is it. You don't have to go and get a job uh, doing graveyard at a radio, at an AM radio station. Mm -hmm. You can just get get a, uh, some gear and, and fire it up. So while we do this live, can people comment live and you can talk to the audience? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Look, oh, Eric. Sam wants us to tell us a story. We. Well, yeah, we're good. We're and going to pay two dollars to, to say that. Yeah. I mean, you yeah. don't have to, but they know that we'll get to it sooner because we're monkeys and we'll dance for the money. That's so things. look That's like a, like a Swedish underpants. <laughs> a fine mess is it still holds up. I don't think it held up when it came out. Let alone <laughs> still holding up, but it's as bad as it ever was. Look, Topo G. Topo yeah. doesn't need to pay to say they love me. It's a it's a pet. Pets don't pay. Basically, when you pay, you cut the line. You get in front of anybody who's writing something funny or has a point or a fact. Mm -hmm. uh, you pay to get, uh, you know, VIP service. Usually, well, there, um, um, paid another $2. To think that I've been performing or been on this show for this long and have already made you guys six bucks. We'll cut you in on it. We'll uh, cut you in. I'm just saying that sometimes, and I'm I'm not blowing my own horn. Double that. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Uh, it's going to be a good Memorial Day weekend for us. <laughs> We're going to have fun. So, how you been, Howie? How's everything, man? I haven't talked to you in in quite some time. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm 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 
I'm, I'm surviving. Yeah. I'm, I'm busy. So that's, that's how I stay. That's how, why I survive. Are you, are you less kind of yeah. nervous about the whole COVID thing now that at this point in time in the game? Well, you know, I don't know if we spoke during COVID, but COVID knocked the shit out of me as far as we did. That's why I'm asking. Yeah, we yeah, did. Yeah, so I'm, you know, my meds are up. My uh, therapist is in a whole new tax bracket, yeah. and I started. I think I've done, you know, up until 2020, I was doing, as you know, you you were on the road yeah. with me, like up to maybe 200 live shows a year, and I think since 2020, I don't think I've done 20. You know, so yeah. that's really hard. I, I miss doing a lot of stand-up comedy and stand-up comedy is what I consider my first love and my main job. And then it's kind of sprung into the ability to maybe host a game show or judge a talent show or whatever. But ultimately I'm, I'm, I'm a stand-up comic. So I haven't been able to get back to normal. To, to it, It's still really hard for me to be in that kind of, in that, that much of a public space but i'm doing i want uh uh am the great says howie is just simon cowbell but jew and more weird okay well i mean okay i, I think that is a compliment yeah yeah and uh, guys remember the anti-semitism is a five dollar uh bracket and uh, up that's you know, it we don't I've take known. that abuse for Thank that low you. Uh, you know what's good about what he said i love that you say comedy is your first love because most people, once they get out of comedy and are into other stuff, they're like, eh, I'm not going to go back to it. But comedy is something that is is very special because it's it's live. You know what I mean? It's it yeah, just gives but, you that. But I think most of us, um, you know, when I started, I don't mm -hmm. know how old you are, Bob, but I'm, I'm pretty old. I'm, He's I'm, up there. I'm older than you. I'm, I'm 60. Be I'll be you're 60, right? Yeah. I'll be 68 this year. So, okay. so uh, I, I, when I got into it, that's uh, when I found it, that's all I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. It just so happens that I came at it at a time when it was catapulting people into other things. You know, Freddie Prince got Chico and the man and Robin yeah. Williams went off to do Mork and Mindy and movies and everybody, Billy Crystal just, so yeah. what happened is when you ended up on the tonight show or you ended up on any of these, specials you had these offers and i got offers you know i got offers I, I ended up on thing elsewhere that wasn't anything i was planning on doing especially in drama and i did these funny voices in my act and i didn't expect to be on saturday morning with bobby's world yeah. so i just always say yes to things and in fact that kind of explains why i'm here today yeah. <laughs> so I, I i just keep saying yes and that's but ultimately all i th my happy place is stand up. Yeah. What's weird for me now is during the 80s, I did, I think, like 10 hours of specials on various cable networks, HBO and Showtime. And I would always appear on, on TV doing stand up. And because uh, this generation and, and the fact that I can even talk about a different generation, you know, probably knows me better from Deal or No Deal or AGT. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times a day somebody comes up to me. Uh, when I'm outside, I don't go outside that much, but it comes up and says, I used to love when you did comedy. Like, I <laughs> they say the same thing to me and Julie now. They do, they do. But I, I, I you know, you're, uh, you said that you came in at such a perfect time. So 78 is when you started stand up. April 19th, 1977 was my first night on stage. 
Nice. And you and it was some sort of contest or open mic or like well, you it was were, an open mic. I went to. Yeah. Are you familiar with Yuck Yucks in Toronto? Sure. Yes, sure. Yeah. Was, uh, uh, so they had opened up that club, I think, in '75 or '76. And I went one night to go see a show with no aspirations to be a comic or to be in show business. And uh, I was actually doing okay as a in the carpet business, as you mentioned in my uh, in my introduction. And uh, Mark Breslin, the owner of the club you know after seeing the show and i'd never seen stand up live and it was amazing and seeing people my own age and it was really edgy you know you didn't see that kind of live uh you know performance with that kind of subject matter or anything it was a, a real fun night and then mark at the end of the show said you know monday nights at midnight if you think that this is something that you'd be interested in you can come and do three minutes to, to the audience and yeah. somebody at the table said you should go on and i went okay i'm gonna do it and, and not because I wanted to do it and not because I ever thought there was a future in it or I could make a living just like I just alluded to. I'll say okay to anything. So mm -hmm. I didn't do, I didn't prep. I didn't, uh, if I, you know, when I think back, if I think there was going to be something funny or something good coming out of it, I think the joke was that somebody was going to go, ladies and gentlemen, Howie Mandel, and I was going to walk out there and I don't have, there's no fucking reason in there's no reason for me to be on stage. I don't have an act. I don't have anything. And that'll be funny. And I'll just fuck with them. You know, that's, yeah. a, that's what I'll do. And that night came and Mark went, ladies and gentlemen, Howie Mandel. And I walked out on the stage and you guys know this better than anybody. You know, it's a, it's a weird world, you know, it hit the stage and then people I don't know were applauding just because they said my name, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. As soon as you say ladies and gentlemen, it's always <laughs> going to be followed by, you know, you need to do right. that. There's no reason to get applause and showing up is not a real talent. And just yeah, you haven't done anything yet. You haven't earned yeah, any of it. Fight for this for your whole career to write material. But really, if they just say your name, you're surely you're going to get an applause and then you got to yeah. live up to that. So they said, ladies and gentlemen, Howie Mandel. And they went like this. And I had never been on a stage before. And there's a spotlight in the back of the room. The first time you see a spotlight. That, that kills burns, you. Kills you. It burns your retinas and you're blind. Yeah. And you can't see anything. And I kind of <laughs> looked down and I could just see the, the foam of the, of the microphone. And then I looked past it. And the, you could just see the front row in this club. There was maybe 150 people there. And, and, and there's just now the, uh, the applause has died down. And there's just people looking at you. <laughs> waiting, waiting strangers are waiting and then you're you the embarrassment and fear and adrenaline starts surging through your body i went fuck now what now what yeah. and if you watch old youtube videos of me that's exactly what it was so i was humiliated in the moment and i thought oh shit oh shit this is embarrassing and i started going okay 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 all right okay okay um i'll think of something okay all right. And, and as I started, they saw that nervous energy and me trying to come up with something and going, OK, they started giggling. And I didn't know what they were giggling <laughs> at besides my nervous energy. So then I started going, what, what? OK, tell me what. And then I'll, what, what? OK, what? And my whole act was, oh, OK, 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 what? And then people imitate me, but it was real, you know, and people thought I was on coke. And, 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 and then I, I didn't know what to do. And I put my hands in my pocket and I've always... You know, I've been very open about my mental health issues. I've always carried a um, rubber glove yep. because I go to public restrooms when I'm out in public and I didn't want to touch anything. 
And uh, so I take a rubber glove out of my pocket and, I, and I'm going, okay, okay. And I, I never thought of this. I don't know why I was doing it. I just pulled it over my eyes. I just wanted to fucking hide. <laughs> and I pulled it over my eyes and my nose and I started breathing and the fingers were going up and they started laughing and I'm going, what, what, what? And then I took it and I blew it up and I blew it up on my head and popped it off and the audience roared. <laughs> wherewithal to go, good night. And I walked off the stage and Mark Breslin was back there and he goes, you got to come back tomorrow. And I go, why? What do I do? And he goes, do what you did. I go, what the fuck did I do? <laughs> and that became my act. And it was a great respite. That was the first time, you know, I was a pariah as a kid, you know, nobody, I didn't have a lot of friends in school and I didn't play sports and I wasn't really good at anything. And it was the first time strangers for whatever, even if it was my terror, seemed to enjoy me and want to embrace yeah. me and made me feel warm and for, uh, you know, from that night on, and that's why I remember that, uh, you know, I went out for Chinese food that night and I still have the, the fortune and it said tonight your life is going to change into a complete different direction. And yeah. I've been chasing that April 19th, 1977 every day since. So when I say that's what I felt, I didn't even, I just wanted to show up at Yuck Yucks because I thought if I do this two, three times a week, that'll be fun and I'll still sell carpet. I was always, I never pursued anything. I didn't even pursue a career. You know, I was down in L because I was showing up two, three times a week at Yuck Yucks uh, because that was like, you guys know, that was the club when you're in Toronto, if you pass, were booking people, that's how I met people. So Jay Leno would come through and be booked there and Mike Binder and a lot of other people that you would know and Robin Williams. And I went down to LA on a vacation. I was still in the regular world. And uh, Mike Binder got me on at the comedy store to do what I do at Yuck Yucks. And Mitzi saw me and a producer saw me that happened to be in the audience at that time. This is the late seventies and hired me there that night to do a comedy game show called make me laugh, which I went and did. Mm -hmm taped five episodes flew back to toronto and continued work i was engaged to be married and then i got a call from the mike douglas show and the merv griffin show who had seen me on that and they started booking me and then i would just commute and go back and forth and eventually i just you know things happened you know when i the merv griffin show aired gene simmons of kiss called me he had seen me on merv griffin he goes you're very funny and uh would you like to be my girlfriend's opening act and i went oh, okay who's your girlfriend? <laughs> that was Diana Ross. He lived with Diana Ross and I became Diana Ross's opening act. So was that, was, was Diana Ross like the first big opening act gig that you had landed or were you doing the road? Is It seemed like every time you showed up at a club, the, the heavens good parted. Yeah, the heavens parted and a light shined on. So every time I showed up at a club, yeah, I would get these jobs. But these jobs for the most part were scale jobs you know they just know you go do Merv griffin and it sounds like a big thing and it is a big thing as far as exposure and tv meant something there and then sure. other people would see me and uh, you know I, I was with diana ross for i think i opened up for her like 40 50 different shows but um that i wasn't doing the road i was always a name dropper <laughs> <laughs> It's great that. that they can comment on this. They didn't even pay two bucks for that. If you're yeah. good, yeah. Those, good. Are, Thank you. Are yeah. the, those are the funniest people sometimes. Is the yeah. free Levy pop people. that shirt off, show how he, how clean you are. Oh, they always want Bob to take his shirt off. I don't know why. No, oh. these people just uh, they think I, I, I do a show out of the coffin and they think that if I do it without the shirt, more 
guys will come. I don't know what they're thinking, you know, but yeah, I'm they not. They just want to seem topless. They just uh, want to see. Yeah, it's not that kind of show, guys. Stop it. Terry Knee, $20. My wife calls me Howard Hughes. I was ready for COVID. I taught social distancing classes. So he's he's in your camp, uh, Howard. The fact that anybody ready. would attend a social distancing class is what's yeah. funny. Not the guy who teaches it. But I didn't and mind COVID. Stay away from everybody. <laughs> Yeah. I stayed home. I like to stay home. That was my good thing for me to be. They told me to stay home. I was like, this is great. This is I'm lazy. I don't like to go anything. I stayed home and I enjoyed myself. I wasn't too worried about that because I don't like to go out anyway unless I'm working. How, uh, how I, I don't like I just this is great. This is like this whole YouTube and Zoom, yeah. whatever we're on. I don't know what we're on, but the this is the way I like to communicate, but I do like that immediate response of an audience and that's sure. like a drug. And that's what I go for. And I haven't been uh, three funny guts <laughs> watching in the nineties. They're not very smart. Our people, but they're good. Well, whatever. They, they got deep pockets and they mean well, you yeah. know, that's what counts. Howdy to Howie from a member of the class of 1977. Hi, Bob and Shuley. Thank you for the interesting show. Thank for you. five bucks. Well, here's yeah. five bucks. Little known fact: When Howie was a little boy, he used to watch Bob Lee's act and was inspired to do comedy. See, there you go. I'm not that older than him. Howie, will you be doing two hours of Compound Media? I don't know what that Compound Media. What is that? <laughs> it's a different network. Oh, yeah. Howie, remember when you said Chris Abels is an amazing comment no. comic? Was he on AGT? No, no, no. No, I don't. I don't know. No. I don't remember. Had, there you go. I'll put it to you this way. I've been out of it for a long time, yeah. but I'm sure there are people rolling at home with these comments. They're just. I'll put, I'll put it to you this way. He recently got married and had a comedy show before the wedding. So yeah, the day before. Ladies and gentlemen, want to talk to you about one of our favorite sponsors here. Of course, I'm talking about Prize Picks the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It really is the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Listen, I mean, it's, it's sad, but it's a reality. Football season's over, but guess what? Action on the floor, it's heating up. Whether it's tournament season or they're fighting for playoff home court, there's no shortage of high-stakes basketball moments this time of year. So get in on that excitement with Prize Picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. Check it out. Right now, you can win up to 100 times your money on Prize Picks with as little as four correct picks. Just four. You could turn 10 bucks into 1000 with NBA, NHL, and college basketball entries today on Prize Picks. And I love this about Prize Picks. They offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player projection won't count against you and the rest of your entry is still very much alive. I mean, think about it. They're actually working with you. You don't get that anywhere else. So all you got to do, download the app today and use code RICO for your first deposit, and they will match your first deposit up to $100. Did you hear what I said? Download the Prize Picks app today and use code RICO, R-I-C-O. You deposit $100, they match your $100. Prize Picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Let's get back to the show. Yeah, so that'll that'll well, let when you. When I got married, when I I've been married now for forty three years. When I got uh, married, this is my first road story. 
So when I got married, you know, I got married in Toronto. I wasn't doing well yet, you know, and I didn't have money. So I had to fly. I was living here in LA and I flew back for my wedding. I was an out of town guest at my own wedding. So <laughs> I, flew, I flew back to Toronto and we got married. And I, in order to pay for the flight home, yuck, yucks, Mark Breslin hired me. So we, we never went on a honeymoon. So the next night I was a featured act at yuck, yucks. So I would, I got married and then I, I did yuck yucks the following night and I had my wife sit on a stool right beside me. She didn't say anything, but it was my honeymoon show. And I just uh, explained That's to the right. audience, this is, I'm on my honeymoon. I brought her with me and she just uh, watched my act. This poor lady is still with me. <laughs> I know. If she didn't leave after that week, I mean, you knew that was the That's one. That's 40 for something years is amazing. Like I can put my four together and I don't even add up close to that. Yeah. You know? Bob's on his fourth marriage. Uh, his current wife and him, they bought fake wedding rings on uh, Amazon. So when they fight and throw the ring out the car, it's not the real wedding ring. Yeah. We learned yeah, from the first that. time. I, well, COVID was really hard because, I, you know, people ask me what makes it work or ask her. And right. Was I was I'm always working and I'm always away and I'm not at home. And apparently, if I'm not with you, you love me even more. And <laughs> and the fact that I was home and I didn't take a social distancing class, so we were close together. I think, you know, uh, well, that's three years ago. The first year, 2020, was going to be our 40th anniversary. And I said to her, "Do you want to redo, renew our vows?" And hers was enough already. <laughs> she tapped out. <laughs> um, she deserves a medal. So when you're when you're doing shows for Diana Ross, are you uh, like how is that? Are you traveling from show to show? How is that? Caesar's Palace, and it was horrible. It oh. was horrible. So uh, I, I've told this story before, but I'll tell you guys. Uh, I uh, I got to Caesar's Palace. And uh, they showed me a dressing room. I had never been to Las Vegas before. And, you know, it, oh, uh, it's and your hometown, right? Basically. Yeah. I mean, it, and, and to yeah. be there for the first time is just this jaw-dropping experience. You grew up there? I know you worked at the airport there. And you... No, I didn't grow up there. I, I grew up in L.A. Uh, in the Valley, but I, I, I lived in Vegas for about 12 years. Yeah. So I got to Caesar's Palace. And then this is the time when Caesar's Palace was caesar's effing palace you know in sure. fact i'm looking right here to my left i have uh the original maybe i can zoom this a little over you can see the back of it right there uh evil knievel no you see this well, i'm pointing <laughs> yeah that's the original that's the original center booth from the the main showroom is from circus maximus and which they tore down and they built the forum for celine dion but i have the original because uh, I performed in front of that, and so did everybody else. But when they tore yeah. down the original theater, I took the the center booth, and also a sign from the back uh, stage area that says that anything that is stolen, Caesar's is not responsible for. So you I got that side. That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. So, but anyway, I get there. I, and they show me my dressing room, and it says Howie Mandel with two L's. I'm not Mandel <laughs> with two L's, but uh, I'm. Everybody knows it's four L's. But I, I, uh, I was just, I've never had a dressing room before. And this guy comes in and he says, okay, you're going on tonight and you're doing um, 20 minutes. And I went, okay. And he goes, uh, you understand what I just told you? And I said, I think I, why wouldn't I? You said 20 minutes. He goes, well, I'm saying 20 minutes and you got to hear 20 minutes, Tw not 19. Yeah. 
not 21, 20 minutes. And I go, really? It's that tight? And he goes, we are, at, at this time, they, they were, you know, this is really not about the show, Vegas. So she has a perfectly timed act. Okay. That would be the evening. And, you know, if you hold the show, you know, one minute longer than it needs to go, that's one minute that those 2,000 people aren't out in the casino. Gambling. Gambling. So it costs them money. So I go, well, I don't, uh, I don't wear a watch. Um, here's what I want you to do. I know what my last bit is. My last bit is putting the glove on the head. And that probably takes two minutes. I'll pull it out, pull it over my head and say something. So at 18 minutes, and they had me, you know, she had a whole orchestra, a whole uh, band. Um, and you know, her, the road manager was Jeff Ross, not the, not the, uh, comic. not the comic, but the, the executive producer of the Conan O'Brien show. Right. So, right. And, and, um, that's how I met him the first time I met a lot of people there the first time. And you're from Jersey. Her whole horn section was the Asbury Jukes. Oh, really? I'm a big Southside Johnny fan. I don't yeah. know. If you know, who I know who they are. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they were there and they were also on the road with Bowie too. But anyway, I'm, I'm, you have a whole operation just waiting on you uh, to, to finish at the exact second you're supposed Nobody to finish. behind the curtain. So I said, here's what you got to do at 18 minutes at 18 minutes, stand behind me in the curtain, uh, be behind the curtain and, and just bang, bang on the, on the floor, just bang on the floor. I'll do that. And wherever I am, I'll pull my glove out and I'll, and I say, ladies and gentlemen, Diana Ross. And he goes, okay, good plan. I'll do that. I wear a watch. I'll be there at 18. So the first night, the lights go down in Caesar's Palace. The crowd roars. And in the roar, you can hear Caesar's Palace is proud to present an evening with Diana Ross. And it even gets louder. Yeah. It is deafening. And if you listen, nobody did but me. But first, Howie Mandel. And then <laughs> no, nobody heard that. And then the, the, the place went to dark. And one spotlight in front of the curtain, this little Jew would wander out in the center and and, and complete the complete the complete opposite of diana ross complete <laughs> opposite of diana ross not only that's just such it's hard enough to make people laugh but bring them back from disappointment like just like <laughs> it's like if they weren't saying it out loud it, every facial expression was what the fuck is this we could have got another drink yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Really? <laughs> and i mean the air being let out of that room at that moment out of yeah. everybody must have been tremendous. And oh. I'm, you know, I'm at Caesar's Palace, and I'm, I'm trying to, I'm wearing, I have a picture of it, but I'm, I'm wearing a, uh, you know, a, a shirt and a tie and a sports jacket, and I'm going, okay, 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 and it's just <laughs> silent. It's just, and you could see in the picture that somebody took of me, my, I started to sweat so much that through my sports jacket there is, it's just soaked on through either side through my armpit through the jacket. <laughs> You know, oh, and, just, and I'm going, okay, 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 like a, a lot of okays. And, and um, they hate me. They hate me so much uh -huh. that uh, the lip of the stage, you know, the booths go right up to the stage, right up to the stage, and so much so that people can even put their drinks on the, on the edge. On of the, the stage, stage, yeah. The stage. So, and I only have between me and the back curtain, the curtain that's going to open with Anna Ross, I have like maybe a foot and a half. And, and the, the I, I'll never forget this. The lady, this is the first night, a lady sitting in the front. I feel this shooting pain and I look down and she's banging her glass on my, on my shoe, you know, and I, and I look down and she goes, get the fuck out of here. 
<laughs> and like, I didn't repeat it and I didn't talk to her and nobody could hear her. Nobody could yeah. hear because everybody's behind. So now I got the, I try to walk away and then somebody else, they saw that that lady, that's a good idea. So they're all like just banging my fucking toes. It's silent. I'm sweating. I'm going, okay, okay, okay. And then after what seems like an eternity, I know I was only supposed to do 20, 20 minutes. After what seems like an eternity, I hear boom, boom, boom. Like, oh my God. Like this. Thank sick, God. Thank God. Yeah. So I put that glove on my head and I got a glove on my head. And in the, with the glove on my head, there's silence. Like as, as humiliating as talking to people and not having any response is... It is even more humiliating to take a surgical rubber glove, inflate it over your head, and just have everybody just sit there, just staring at this idiot with a glove on his head. Like, and I'm thinking, maybe this is extra layered latex and they're roaring. I hope that I'm just here to the rubber and I pop it off my head and then it is even gets quieter. <laughs> is he okay? They just, they want him gone. I, went, I just went, well, thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy Miss Diana Ross. And the crowd goes fucking nuts. And you I should open with that. I, I, I should open with that. Yes, I wish I would have. It would have felt so much better. And I turn around to try to walk back through the curtain. And there's a page behind the curtain. There's a, like a person holding it closed and <laughs> my back is to the audience and going, what is going on what is going on and he goes and and i could hear and i go what what and the crowd's dying down and i hear what and he's going another 10 another 10 oh no go, oh my god he goes another 10 another 10 and now you can hear me and him arguing the crowd is dying down into nothing and i go let me out he goes no another 10 and I go, okay, okay, okay. Does anybody have any questions? It was just like horrible. Until I hear for another five minutes of just soaked and just tortured, like water torture with my own sweat. And 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 then he goes, now. I hear him go, now. And I go, ladies and gentlemen, Diana Ross. And they roar again. The curtain opens. I walk through and they're there. As it turns out, I had only done 10 minutes when I heard the first bang. I just uh, heard one of the musicians walk by. It was <laughs> that I mistook footsteps in a room of 2,000 people for my signal to get off. <laughs> Somebody yeah. dropped something, How he's like, you've been great, good night. <laughs> but I got to tell you, every night I came out to silence. Nobody fucking liked me. Nobody. In fact, one night the, the, the show was, they sold the seats to Sony Japan. Not one person spoke English in the room. And I'll tell you, I did just as good as I did with the English audience. But then after about five days on stage, they say, uh, Miss Ross would love to see you in her dressing room. So I said, oh, shit. I would, I would, uh, this is, I'm going to be fired. <laughs> no, but Great. Great! Yeah. It's not even the full week. Five days. I'm going to be put out of my misery. I like that you think. I like that you think she's going to do the firing herself. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of like Diana Ross yeah, called I've, I've never been an opening act. I've never met. Right. A uh, you I've don't know. Behind the weatherman in Toronto. I've never met anybody that's been on TV. Wouldn't it be funny if it was a lady in the front row that hit you on the foot, was back there to fire you? That yes. would have been good. It's Gail Ross. 
<laughs> the lady from the front row. It's a, they said Miss Ross. It's not Diana. It's Gail, the lady from the front row. So, so I go, I go in, and she's sitting there, and she says, "Howie," and I go, "Yes." She goes, "You are so funny. I've been watching your act every night, and you are just one of the funniest guys I've ever seen. And I'd like to hold you over for another two weeks." <laughs> And I went, really? And she went, yeah. And I went, thank you. And then I left the room and I cried a little. But but she held me over. You know how they say if you could just make one person laugh? It's not, yeah, it's not good. It's no. not good to make one person laugh. No. And she the job and she held me over for three weeks there, two shows a night. Nobody liked me. I would hide in my room every night because, you know, you live in the in the hotel yeah you walk around people see you like working a cruise you know you don't want the people that you were you know that hated you collectively <laughs> to be seeing you at the buffet so everything was room service i hid for weeks my wife had a great time she made friends with the band and they went to the hoover <laughs> she told me how great they were. it was the most humiliating shittiest time of my career but i'm here and then and who then would know that it would lead to this live YouTube show. Exactly. Well, you see I mean, how it comes all around? I saw Carlin at Caesar's Palace. So did I. Oh, no. I I think I saw him at the Stardust. I saw uh, I saw Carlin. everybody at Caesar's Palace. Every comic. I saw Carlin. I saw Rodney. Uh, ohm, ohm, $2. Rubber glove is also handy for spontaneous man love. So, fun fact for $2. $10 super sticker. I'm not sure what. what I'm not really sure, Howie. I don't know what we do with them. We don't physically get a sticker. It doesn't I look think it's like it might show like uh, an explosion or something like that that doesn't show up on here, but on the phone. Like it's just like a happy picture or something. Yeah, maybe it's well, thank super. Thank you for the stickers. We love, yeah. I love that you're giving these guys super stickers, but they don't even know what it is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's really about oh, the number is attached to them. Bob, is that you? Yeah, that's me. Yeah. That's, you that's what he thinks he looks like. It is my, I, I, that's know, what I know I look like. At least you, that's what my wife thinks I look like. So that's the okay. Wife, not that. Not the <laughs> do you, do you, are you familiar with Bob Levy's closing act that he used to do on stage? Oh, yeah, I am. And I don't know. It's not coming to mind right now. What is it? Well, you know, you being a germ, uh, uh, uh phobic type of guy, I'm like the opposite. This, this bit you would never do gun to your head. You would never do this bit in a million years, but Bob used to do a bit talking about eating ass on stage. And it somehow led to one night uh, a volunteer from the audience, a young lady came up and a uh, blue cheese dressing was was uh, she she pulled her pants down while facing the audience mm -hmm. and and bent over and blue cheese was poured uh, in her uh, buttocks region. And then Bob would go and and get the blue cheese out and then spit it in the air and then grab the mic and go, you guys have been great. Good night. Thank you for coming. And and that was the bit. That's the bit. And That's the bit. You, didn't, you got the dressing. You didn't toss the salad? No, no, I did. Well, I, I had let me a... Tell you something. The, the, we, had to, we had to tell women no. There were so many volunteers at one point for this bit on the road. What woman wouldn't want to... Show you know, they were never single. That's the weird that wasn't thing. One. No, yeah. They were never single. They were always in a relationship and, and usually offered up by the by the gentleman. Like but, uh, Chris Abel's got a good question. Would I be yeah. able to do that on AGT? 
<laughs> uh, yes, Chris, um, it's a valid question. I think it would have to be Ranch. Okay. Yeah, yeah whatever the sponsor is. They can't go against the sponsor. <laughs> That's for sure. My friend uh, Chad and I are big fans of Do the Watusi, Ryan Sharma. Tour and a bad song that I did. But it was yeah. a, it was an HBO special. Yeah, you're, the first comedy special I remember seeing was Howie in Chicago. Howie Live, uh, what, what, it was 80-something. Uh, oh, Billy Crystal was in the audience for that. Him and um, Gregory Hines were doing that movie in, in Chicago. They were there. Yeah, that was one of my that first. Special, that special still holds up as being so different from every comedy special you've ever seen because of how much crowd work and and yeah. pranks and like how he was just it was it was correct me if i'm wrong but didn't you have rose switch with each other like a woman went to the bathroom another, uh, another special uh, that was uh, that special i did in 89 in uh philly at valley forge music uh, uh fair whatever that that theater was called and it was theater in the round yes this woman went this woman this I, I always like, and even now, you know, when I go out, obviously, after so many years in the business, I have a plethora of material and I'm constantly writing. But if anything happens in the moment, that's where I want to lean. That's and a good I, thing. Pardon me? That's a great thing because I like, I, I say the, you know, the show is for the audience that night. And whatever they, they you know, bring up or something that you see, it makes it even better for them when you're you're playing with them. You just well, as, as somebody as somebody uh, once said, you know, when you go to a, a, a concert, a music concert, you know, you were always pissed off if you didn't hear your greatest mm -hmm. hit. Right. But and I never understood. I was that's fun. Why don't they want to play the best song ever? And I kind of get it now. Listen, yeah. I do it. People yell out, "Do Bobby!" And yeah. Oh, I'm happy to do Bobby and I'm happy to do whatever you ask for on top of if something happens. So I'm on stage, it's in the round. I see this girl get up and go to the, the bathroom. And I know that in theater in the round, I'll tell you a funny road story about this with uh -huh. Todd Berry. Remind me, I want to tell you the Todd sure. Berry story afterwards, but uh, uh, because I knew this in the round, when you come back, when you come into the room, any, any aisle, there's doors all around. Any door in any aisle looks exactly the same as you head down to the stage. So I decided to try an experiment. I saw this girl get up. She excused herself to the bathroom. I stopped my act and I said, okay, this woman, did your wife, where'd she go? She went to the bathroom. Here's what I want to do really quickly. Let's take 30 people from this side, stand up, come across the stage. You people, <laughs> all that she knows, come here and let's mix up all the people. So there's nobody in the area that even looks familiar to her. <laughs> and here's what's going to happen. I'm going to continue my act. But when she comes in the door, I'll give you a little signal. Maybe I'll just tap my head or, or do something. I'll give you a little signal. Just listen to my act. Don't make anything. But you could focus on this girl who's going to come down. She's not going to recognize anybody. She's going to look at her ticket. She's going to go back up. She'll come back in another door looking for her. And this will last. The truth is, in, my, in the special... It's probably five minutes of the special and people still remember it. And that's probably 30, 35 years ago, you yeah. know? Um, it, it, so it's only five minutes, but I got to tell you, it was almost uh, 45 minutes of oh deepest, funniest evening that I have ever had because you watched her. She came down, 
she didn't really react. She, she just thought, and then she disappeared. As soon as she disappeared through the door, she was on the other side of the door. The crowd roared. Then we watched two doors down. The door opened, and she came in. And I was just talking nonsense because she wasn't paying attention anyway. She was just looking, and she didn't know. And you saw it. It was like the fucking Twilight Zone. This woman could not. She left, and the theater, when she got back, it's like she pissed her fucking brains out. She did, she could nothing looked familiar. Nobody looked familiar. She couldn't find her place until I finally went, ma'am, ma'am, I'm doing a special here. <laughs> walking in and out for the last fucking half hour. And she was almost in tears going, I can't find my, can't find my And it was hysterical. And to this day, that woman has written me and and uh written emailed or slipped into a dm someplace and goes she was pregnant at that time that kid is 30 years old she's a grandparent oh, now damn. she's a young girl who who went to the bathroom but speaking of the round i'll tell you a yes. funny round story. Todd Barry, you were saying right well, you know todd sure yeah, yeah. Most funniest guys that exist he was my opening act too and we played latham new york which also had a, a theater in the round and he and this was after I had done that special. I was familiar with theater in the round. And if you've never been to theater in the round or like uh, Westbury in New York, yeah, Westbury what happens is these are revolving theater, revolving stages. I didn't really use the revolving, but sometimes when there's a music act, they revolve. And what happens is there's a, they can open up a, a piece of the floor. And in the piece of the floor, they have all the, you can plug in all your speaker cables for your drum set and for whatever, which actually go out under the stage somewhere and into the sound system. I'm not really familiar with technical things, but I know that there's this little door that opens up to the wire. It's probably, and, and it goes down about two feet. So um, we, we're going to go do a sound check and we walk into the room in, in the theater in Latham. I'm with Todd Barry, and Todd says, just innocently, how do I get to the stage? Like, well, what do you mean? How do you get to the stage? Just walk down this aisle. That's the stage right there in front of us. Just walk down and you go to the stage. I'll go, Todd Barry, you can start back here. And uh, I'll, and ladies and gentlemen, Todd Barry, and then you just go down and do your act. He goes, and come back up the same way. Well, when he said that, it kind of triggered me. I go, no, no. He goes, what do you mean? No, how do I, how do I get back after? I go, they will. There's a trap door in the in the stage. When you say goodnight, go into the trap door. They'll open it below, and there's a staircase that you'll just disappear, and you can come up, and you'll come up in the dressing room. He goes, "Can I see it?" I go, "They won't do it now, but you'll see it." And and then he left and went to go have dinner. And I went and told the technical people. I went and told them what I had done, and I said, "Take that, take that cover off where you put all the the wires. Just leave that off." So there's a hole in the middle of the stage you know just leave that off as soon as he says good night i want all the spotlights just to go to that hole and just leave them there until i tell you i'll come into the sound booth and, and let you know what and todd barry bless his heart he's so fucking funny he is three thousand people in the audience he just fucking ripped the place apart he was so fucking funny they loved him they loved it was a hard act for me to even follow and and th they loved him and they're screaming and he goes enjoy Howie Mandel good night and as soon as he said good night all the spotlights go to this fucking hole in the middle of the the stage he goes good night and he walks over and he steps down into the hole and he's, he's in the hole but the hole's not deep enough to cover him it's like this shot here 
and you see him, he bends down, he looks like this, and there's lights just on the top of his head and his back, and he's waiting for them to open a secondary door, which doesn't really exist, you know? <laughs> he's knocking on the on the hole in the in the thing. He's just, and this is what the way you're looking at me now is the way three thousand people are just looking at him. And the, the, the applause dies down, and now it's kind of quiet. Um, the house lights go up because it's kind of an intermission, and they're going for drink. And there's Todd in the whole. And every so often, he looks up, and he's looking around. And he's going, they're, they're not answering. They're not. And then I'm just beside myself, and everybody's beside. And he's just this poor guy. He's in the middle. I have it on tape. He won't let me show it. Oh, I, my I, God. That would, that would be so viral. After, after what? That would that would go viral. That clip. Oh yeah, you put it out. so distraught. Now it's just quiet. You see people like are emptying the aisles. They're out in the lobby. They're getting drinks, and he's just looking up from the hole. He's, <laughs> he's just like, like this, looking up. It's not open. Then finally, he just goes, "Fuck it!" And he gets up and he crawls out of the hole. He crawls out of the hole and he just walks up the aisle to the back. And you live for that. You live for it. You you and Dice are very similar like that, where you guys love putting people people in awkward and uncomfortable positions. Dice you love that. Now is making me laugh more than ever. Oh. I don't know if you follow him on TikTok. He oh, yeah. I, I, on TikTok. I follow yeah. him on everything but TikTok. Well, TikTok not TikTok, but Instagram, and that does. He's always putting up clips, and the, the, I, the I new... don't know if the same clips because I'm following him on TikTok, TikTok. But he walks around New York. Yeah, he goes up to people and goes, "Are you the you wanted a picture with me?" <laughs> and yeah, you don't know who he is. And <laughs> None of them. Fuck you! Get away from me. It's None just... of them. Just him traveling with Eleanor, oh, uh, yeah. who opens for him. Like those videos are that i mean that can be a tv show i don't know why anybody hasn't done anything because people those. don't know about it yet i would love to do it if you talk to him tell him to get in touch with me i would love to try to produce something it's just so fucking funny i he, laugh all day long just scrolling through tiktok well yeah, he's, no, he's a guy he's a guy well, that, that yeah this is live he's a guy that <clears throat> much like you still loves doing this every minute of every day and there are a lot of people in this uh, business that have uh, not a lot that have had the uh, storied career as some, but they're still in the game and they're miserable. And, and you guys, you love it. That's why you fuck with people. You fuck with the opening acts. It's fun. You, you know, I remember doing a gig with him in, in Atlantic city. At the, no, or, or is in uh, uh, Ontario, uh, Caesars, Caesars, Ontario. Uh, and, and uh, Chicago was playing a concert there, and uh, and and the band asked you to come over and and join them on stage. And I'll never forget we were on the side of the stage, and they and were you're getting ready to be brought out on stage into the Chicago concert, and you just look at me and you go, "Can you believe we get paid to do this?" And I was like, "That's it. That's that." I had yet to see a guy on his level still fucking you know get excited for it and be well, like holy about shit. everything i mean you're watching this right now can you mm -hmm. believe i don't get paid to do this <laughs> not one of these super chats is going to him not no. one <laughs> uh and, 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 and i i've said it a million times everything i've ever been uh, gotten in trouble for punished for is what i get paid for what is this going to be bad that you guys are doing it what's hoops kb 
Exactly. All the shows on the Shuli Network are the same. Hey, Howie, would you do the Are You Garbage podcast? Howie doesn't say no. If he do this, he'd do Are You Garbage. And yeah. it's a good oh, podcast. You, what, is, that, is that one of yours? No. It's uh, buddies of mine in New York. They, uh, they basically have like a questionnaire, and they, and they go back over your childhood and ask you certain questions like where you shopped, what kind of stuff your parents I do, bought. I, yes, yes. And then, and then they determine if you're garbage or not. I'm on, I'm on everything. And I have my own podcast on YouTube. Yeah. Howie By the Mandel way, does stuff. Why don't you go subscribe? Yeah. Go subscribe Howie Mandel like, does stuff. And your your daughter does the show with you. Is that correct? She and my daughter, yes. Uh, uh, Jacqueline Schultz. We do. Uh, she's married. That's why her name's different. But uh, yeah, we do it, and we meet, meet with uh, celebrities and pop culture. We just got uh, uh, blown up a little bit for doing. I had Tom Sandoval on. Do you know who he is? Tom Sandoval. Why do I know that name? Well, it's right Tom- now there's a big um, hoopla over the show Vanderpump Rules. Okay. And Tom Sandoval is the guy on. Do you know that there's a thing on the, the Scandoval? Do you know about that? I don't know Scandoval. I don't know. Okay. Well, in pop culture right now, Vanderpump Rules, and I, I was not a watcher of this show, but apparently yeah. Tom is the guy that was on our show, um, cheated on his girlfriend of nine <sighs> years, and oh he fucked her best friend at their house. Damn. I know. So we had him on. We had him on, and it just blew up. It Look at this. Henrik, Mr. Blue Sky, 119 knock, by There's the way. No way. familiar with knock currency, Howie? No. That's yeah. Norwegian. But the Shab episode of Howie's podcast was on. Oh, yeah, Brendan Shab I had on. Yeah. Had, I had on everybody. Yes. Uh, uh, I don't know Barry Ribs. No. You don't know Barry Ribs? He's amazing. No. That show oh. that you were talking about, me and the wife watch, she watches it, and, and I know what you're talking about, that show, the Vanderbilt thing with all those people. They're all really... Van- don't mix it up with Vanderbilt. I mix it up with Anderson Cooper's mother who has passed. No, yeah. no, this is uh, all these... Uh, they're kind of young, you know, doing their thing. They're out drinking, partying, and just having fun, and some of them are douchebags, yeah. Yeah. So we had him on. Great guest, great show, great way to start the holiday weekend. Thanks, boy. Mm-hmm. This is an amazing way to start a holiday weekend. I love that Windy City Heat is Howie's favorite movie. Really One of the funniest movies. You know, we just did a, a live show with yeah. Perry uh, a couple did you weeks ago. Really? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I've watched that movie. I've probably seen it more than 100 times. I love wow. it. I share it with everybody. I share scenes of that. That to me is pure comedy gold because it's real. I love. Are you familiar? Are you familiar with his streaming career now? Oh, he's killing it. What? You, you, oh, Perry. Yes. Perry. Perry's oh, yeah. killing Perry. it. He's up on. Uh, he he he's on YouTube right now. He did. He does a show on uh, Fridays at noon, and then Mondays at eight o'clock Eastern. I mean, it's. I got hooked on it recently. Me and the wife watch five hours of it each time he's on because you just die it. I it's love that great. you don't watch Vanderpump Rules, but you watch Gary. Uh, uh, Perry, yeah. Perry Perry is phenomenal because it's a fully interactive show with the audience, uh, meaning throughout the entire five-hour stream, uh, fans are sending McDonald's and Wendy's deliveries to him that he does not want. And he screams won't about. He won't eat it. And then eventually ends up eating everything on stream, which is, is just phenomenal. Yeah, it's basically Groundhog Day. Every mm-hmm. week, it's, it's, Where do you it's the watch same stuff. 
You can watch it on YouTube, on Twitch. Uh, uh, Perry Caravello Live is the. Uh, watch that. Is anybody yeah. here? Go subscribe to Howie Mandel does stuff. Please, please do, and uh, yeah, I mean, let your let your uh, daughter know if she ever wants to come on. We do a bunch of other shows on here. Yeah. Howie, do you ever do a show at Cobb's Comedy Club? No. Yeah. No. Howie, how, Howie, you want to talk about? So he's telling you his Diana Ross story. You know, I I had the privilege of uh, go, going on the road with Howie on a private uh, plane. Nice. First time ever. You're the you made me lie to my wife, by the way. Why? Because I was on a private jet and she's at home with two kids. And she's like, how's it going? I'm like, it's Damn. terrible. The seats are uncomfortable. I go, this fucking guy hasn't fed me anything. I feel like a refugee. I said, uh, this is terrible. I don't I don't, This was a waste of time. I should have never said yes to this gig. And then I hang up the phone and and how he how he's guy rich is like, you guys cool with filet mignon when we land? <laughs> <laughs> just like, oh, if she saw that, she would rip my throat out. She would kill me right on the spot. But well, uh, you know, up until like then, when you're doing, yeah. two, I mean, I, listen, I get it's really bougie in that. But 200 live dates a year, you know, if you're going to do 200 and there's no um, routing per se. It's the only way I could kind of survive it. Look at that. People are subscribing. Thank you. Thank you, Thank yeah. you BF. Thank you. And I'll read your names when you come up. I didn't realize. And we got to get, you got to get Perry on your show. Yeah. Okay. You should definitely interview I Perry. Perry to be on my show. Okay. We'll get to you. I would love Perry to be on my podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm telling you, I'll get you guys together. I'll, I'll get, get rich. Together? Have Rich call him. That's my favorite movie of all time. It's wonderful. I would love to go over it with him, scene by scene. He's going to get emotional. He's going to get emotional. He's going to cry. He he cried on stage because he was finally out within 30 years of doing comedy. And he came on stage. Rich is right here. Perry cried. Wouldn't that be great? Rich, I'll hit you up, buddy. I'll get you the info. Listen, I know you're pressed for time. I don't want to keep you too long. Uh, I love that you did this. And I'd love for you to come back and do it again because I know you got a ton more stories. And uh, and and please go subscribe, go uh, uh, subscribe to Howie's podcast, mm-hmm. and uh, and and go support him, man. You, you've been nothing but kind to me throughout the years. Can't thank you enough, buddy. All right. Thank you. You got it. Thank you for coming. Great, Howie brother. Mandel, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. I'll get you out of here. There you go. Yeah. Wow. See, that's good. That was good. Hey, nice and easy. That's how nice it's done. Nice guy. Nice guy. Great guy. He's got stories for days. Uh, well, I didn't even talk about going shopping with him uh, when we were on the road. And then I know there's a couple more road stories we didn't get to, but uh, his start, I like, I love his start. Of, it's like, amazing. He just did. He just did a fucking open mic and walked off to work for the rest of his life. And it kept hitting because that back then, like he was saying about television was a big thing for everybody like they would give shows if you got on the tonight show that's how you went viral there was no viral you were judged on talent you were judged Mm -hmm. on what you were able to do on television or in a club yeah it it had nothing to do with how many followers you had or or you know whatever it it was great and he still loves it that's well, that's what that's impressed about. me the most that usually when you make enough money com you don't look at comedy as anything anymore uh you think you're uh above it and that and i love that he said a comedy you know comedy is something he always goes back to and that's what he's doing now you know it's great 
Well, you watch you him on it. stage too. You forget because he's on TV so much. You forget this guy is a legit comic. This guy is mm-hmm. a fucking real comic. Like he, you know, think about the special too. Fucking with that lady for mm-hmm. forty-five minutes while you're filming a special for yeah. HBO. They don't even let you leave to take a piss during a taping of a special nowadays. This yeah. guy had people moving. <laughs> it was it was unbelievable, and it's why it's stuck in my head to this day because I could see the joy in his face while he was doing that shit uh, in that special. But yeah. anyhow, listen, I know you got MLC. I'm not going to keep you. No, um, but I, like he was talking about the story in Vegas, how it's timed and everything. When I did uh, Lake Tahoe or something like that, mm-hmm. I was doing, remember I told I was working with singers, dances. Then they it was had a variety this big, show, right? Yeah, yeah. They had this big thing of a metal ball where motorcycles would go in and they'd go inside yeah. and out. And it was just like, it was like, I believe it was 20 minutes exactly too, like he was saying. And the crowd did not care at all. You know what I mean? Because it's like you go out on a long thing, the crowd's there, it's there, it's all over. And it was hard. It was fucking yeah. horrible. And I went short when I go, they go, you can't go short. You can't go short. You have to do your time. Then I go short again. Okay. They get the fucking ball in there and they're going around with the fucking thing. They they crash into each other in the thing. I fucking, they're yelling at me. I go, fuck you as I quit. And I fucking <laughs> got on a bus and went down the hill and fucking, uh, I, I, I call, I had a good manager. I just had him. You know what I mean? And I got, and he goes, he goes, where are you now? I go, I'm going to the fucking airport. And he goes, you can't fucking do I go, fuck this. Fuck you. I'm. Uh, this is not what, you know, this is not the, and it's the money was not worth it to, That's uh, to go through that. And once right. I realized that, I was like, you know, this is, I got to do it the way that makes me happy, you know? And uh, it's like, it was horrible. The feeling that you go up there, it's like 20 minutes of almost hell because nobody wants it. Uh, Oh, yeah. um, his- I think it was how he does things. I believe is the podcast. Am I am I right? By the way, guys. I, oh, Howie Mandel does stuff. There you go. And that's so great that he's going to have Perry on because uh, Perry's Perry will Perry will he'll be so excited. You know, he'll yeah. cry. I'll, he'll- I'll email his guy uh, Tom, yeah, Tom. Info and uh, just text him. Let him know later. Uh, I'll, I'll text him. It's fine. Hey, yeah. thank you everybody for tuning in. We appreciate it. We'll do more of these coming up. Um, and uh, thank you everybody. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye bye. <laughs>